ghosts, specters, whatever you want to call them, they've been around for thousands of years. Apparently she died from a tooth infection in one of the upstairs rooms in the house. As in the locations they haunt. History of a Haunting podcast tells you all about these famous, infamous, and almost famous locations. And why they became terrifying places to visit. Grab a glass of wine and settle in with your hosts, Archie. I mean, that was definitely the wrong thing to do. And Carrie. Nobody asked for it, Carrie. Nobody fucking asked for it. But hey, my podcast, and I'll say what I fucking want. (laughs) Two people just winging it in life and this podcast. So enjoy this week's episode of History of a Haunting. Okay. Hey. Um, what are we doing again? <laughs> hey, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to History of a Haunting. I'm your host, Archie. I'm your host, Carrie. I'm your host, Laura. Every week is a new shit show. Welcome to this week's. <laughs> <laughs> I try my best. One of no, us. No, yeah. No, one of us is always confused. Right. No truer words, right? Mm, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Um, <laughs> we're going to get right into this episode this week, guys. We have no EVPs. I'm still moving. Um, Laura's still using something other than Chapstick brand Chapstick. And Archie is still on Scruff. Everyone's <laughs> caught up. <laughs> Archie still doesn't have a, the TikTok. Oh, yeah. I have it. I'm not doing anything with it. And I need to. Oh, kind of like Laura. Hey, I uploaded one original video, and then I also forwarded the ones from the podcast one. So, you know, I'm out there. I'm putting it up. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So why don't you uh, share with Laura and her friend Chelsea, who is guest uh, live studio audiencing. Um, (laughs) She's kind of listening if she can hear us. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. There you go. Okay, good. Yay. Um, And why don't you let them know and the peeps know where we're taking them today. All right. Today, everyone, we are going to the Rolling Hills Asylum in East Bethany, New York, United States. Yay. Have you heard of this, Laura? No. Arch, have you? Never mind. Yeah. Uh, You know, we never know anything. (laughs) (laughs) very cool sounds fun i mean if you say so (laughs) oh no it's not fun it's just like all the other ones ones. yeah this one is actually kind of a little more sad i think than kind of a little bit kind of a little more sad asylum well it's actually kind of very very similar to the one in michigan oh really eloise Mm-hmm. Does it have a piggery? It not doesn't specifically, but they do raise them. I'll get to that. <laughs> but okay. it doesn't use the word, so I may have to add that word. Do, do that. It's such a great word. Yeah, make it up. It's fine. It's what I do right. with my shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm <I'll> kidding. <laughs> well, all of my information I found on drum roll please rollinghillsasylum.com <laughs> you didn't give me a chance to do the drum roll <laughs> oh, sorry you can insert it okay <laughs> oh mine was better that i read often resembling a reformatory 
A poorhouse often housed orphan children, families, destitute elderly, physically handicapped, mentally unstable, morally corrupt, even criminals. I fit a couple of those categories. I was just going to say, that's <laughs> us! <laughs> Yay, when do we move in? <laughs> These, insti- these institutions were situated on the grounds of a poor farm, which able-bodied residents were required to work. Such farms were common in the United States in the 19th and 20th centuries, such as Eloise. A poorhouse, sometimes referred to as almshouse or asylum, was a government-run facility for the support and housing of dependent or needy persons, typically run by a local government entity such as a county or municipality, and institutions of this nature were widespread in the United States prior to the adoption of the Social Security Program in the 1930s. On December 4th, 1826, the Genesee County Board of Supervisors met in Bethany for the purpose of establishing a county poorhouse. A brick building, originally a stagecoach tavern, located near the corner of the Bethany Center Road and Raymond Road was the site selected as it represented the geographical center of the county. Uh, Wyoming County was not established until 1841. This official announcement, dated December 9th, 1826, appeared in an issue of the Batavia Times newspaper. Quote, Notice is hereby given that the Genesee County Poorhouse will be ready for the reception of paupers on the first day of January, 1827. The overseers of the poor of the several towns of the county of Genesee are requested in all cases of removal of paupers to the county poorhouse to send with them their clothing, beds, bedding, and such other articles belonging to the paupers as may be necessary and useful to them. The following were eligible for assistance. Habitual drunkards. Hey, hey. Lunatic. High five. High five. <laughs> Lunatics. One I'm right here. What up? <laughs> well, okay. Two for two. Yeah, let's see. <laughs> One of who by disease, grief, or accident lost the use of reason or from old age, sickness, or weakness was so weak of mind as to be incapable of governing or managing their affairs. Three for which, three. Which one was it? <laughs> <laughs> All of the above. <laughs> Pick three. <laughs> I'll take grief. And <laughs> <laughs> old age also I was born eligible. in the 1900s. Right, the 1900s have been it's been rough. <laughs> also avail also eligible for assistance were paupers, a person with no means of income, state paupers, one who is blind, lame, old, or disabled with no income source, or a vagrant. Lame and old. Yeah, that's that's me. In 1828. <laughs> In 1828, Genesee County constructed a stone building attached to the poorhouse for the confinement of lunatics and a repository for paupers committed for misconduct. Laura. The insane were also (laughs) housed at the county home until 1887 when the Board of Supervisors agreed to send the, quote, persons suffering with acute insanity elsewhere in the state. Archie. Yeah. The Genesee County Poor Farm, a.k.a. The county home was a self-sufficient working farm and woods spanning over 200 acres, providing food and fuel. Thus, the actual cost to care for each person was low, about a dollar eight per week per resident back in 1871. Oh, 
I, I didn't do a price comparison. I apologize. What? <laughs> you never do. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Wasn't it, was it Penhurst that they found the price per person that they were paying for the patients there? They were actually paying the animals at the local zoo. They were paying more per animal for the care of the animal at the local zoo. Wasn't that, they were like, Oh God, like $2 per patient at Penhurst. And it was like seven fifty per animal at the zoo. No, I don't remember that. I think that, I that, think it was Penhurst. That doesn't sound off brand because if mm. Penhurst had such a large facility, yeah, just they had a bakery, if I remember correctly as well, where they could sell the bread to the residents Right. Thus right. back the money. Right, yeah. Hmm. Well, anyway, sorry, unfortunately, sorry. residents were referred to as inmates, no matter why they were housed here. And those physically able-bodied would work the farm and many built and made wares to help to sell, wares to sell to help offset some of the living expenses. I can make it a poem. <laughs> the raising of Holsteins, Pigs, they had a piggery, draft horses, chickens and ducks, raising vegetable and fruit crops, canning okay. jams, jellies, meats were all part of the chores. There I'm was sorry, a, a draft horse? Uh, yep. Is that what you said? They brought beer or what what's what was the purpose <laughs> of the draft horse? Talk to me about this draft horse. Where I can I find know, one? I don't know much about draft horses. Oh, okay. So it wasn't like, you know, They're Clydesdales or very, anything. very strong animals. I mean, I know that. Okay. Smart. Cool. Okay. So they probably brought beer. All right. Good. Probably. Yeah. Oh yeah. Sure. No. They carried the cakes. They carried the cakes. Well, yeah. You got to oh. take care of your alcoholics, right? Right. I, I mean, I, well, I mean, yeah. They're they're still there. They're still <laughs> thirsty. Okay. I was just wondering. Thank you. Okay. All those parts of the chores. There was even a bakery and a wood shop where coffins were made for use as needed and for sale to local mortuaries. <laughs> In case you got run over by the draft horse. <laughs> the county would bury those who had no family, and records indicate that there was once a cemetery located on the property, but the particulars are almost non-existent, like Eloise. In an 1886 proceeding states, quote, the burying grounds we have improved by building a fence in front and grading and leveling the ground as much as could be done without injury to the graves. The cemetery for the county poorhouse has faded away as the stones crumbled, the grass grew, and the forest replanted. No one was around to care for those who had so long ago been forgotten. These people, though they were poor, ill, and sometimes abandoned, do deserve to be remembered. An actual cemetery registers or plot map has yet to be discovered. A memorial site was created in the Genesee County Park, and on June 6, 2004, when five headstones dated from 1887 to 1888 were returned to the county. The Genesee County historians dedicated a historical marker honoring those who died while living in the county home from 1827 until the facility closed in 1974. Residents were relocated to new facilities in Batavia. And that is what I have for the history of Rolling Hills Asylum. Great job. Thank you. Wonderful. They they pretty much all were the same. Like, I mean, if mm-hmm. I feel like if you've we've covered one asylum, we've covered kind of all of them. 
A lot of them. Not, a lot of them. Not all of them had. Of them, all of, they aren't all as horrific as some. Unless right. unless yeah. you're going to make a liar out of me next. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I, I actually <laughs> purposely left out a lot of the treatments and stuff like that because this is what our third or fourth asylum it was all standard treatment mm. it was all pretty standard board. yeah there wasn't anything like like with Eloise asylum they had some treatments that they had really championed like music therapy and occupational therapy and, and things like that rolling hills wasn't really didn't really seem to have anything like that any kind of treatment or whatever that stood out so i'm just gonna oh, talk about good or, good or bad the ghosts yeah yeah for sure um, I forgot what it was to say. Oh, that's okay. Anybody say, somebody come up with something and tell them I said it. No? Okay, great. All right, okay. well. <laughs> <laughs> well, Archie made a haiku about an asylum. I thought that was pretty nice. <laughs> it did turn out well. Unexpectedly so. All right. You deserve a Pulitzer. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Trying to bring a little beauty to this shit show. Right. To the dreary <laughs> world of asylums. Right. <laughs> little art, little beauty. Yeah. Now let me talk <laughs> about the scary, sad, dead people that still live there. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Sounds wonderful. Yeah. All right, guys, please listen to this uh, promo for one of our buddy podcasts. Happy Hour Gets Weird. I love these girls. They are amazing. And we will be right back. Hi, I'm Cassie. I'm Tiffany. And we're the hosts of Happy Hour Gets Weird. On our podcast, we talk all things weird, like UFOs, Bigfoot, astrology, ghosts, and even true crime. And every episode, we create a fabulous new cocktail. So fabulous. If you're looking for a little weirdness, please search Happy Hour Gets Weird on your favorite podcast platform. Cheers to that. Cheers to that. Hi, we're back. And now on to the ghosts. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not in the right spot on my notes. <laughs> Sorry, I'm in the right notes this time. Just I was scrolling through to read. Never mind. It's it's not important. I regret it all. The, the only person you have to be better than is you. Last week, that's it. <laughs> that's it. You're in the right, right. notes this time. It's an improvement. I mean, yeah, it's an improvement. <clears throat> okay. Uh, all right. So, as Arch said, now back to the ghosts. Um, okay, I got my sources at weirdnewjersey.com, smartertravel.com, newyorkghost.com, spectrumlocalnews.com, navigationjunkie.blog, ghost-story.co.uk, and where Archie got his information, rollinghillsasylum.com. It was a good resource. It was a very good resource. It was a very good resource. Um, <clears throat> okay. So as always, I'd like to start my part out with a little quote. Um, this episode is no different. And Archie, did you kind of touched on this a little bit in your portion? Um, 
it starts, quote, over 1,700 bodies are believed to be buried here in unmarked graves, and a plethora of supernatural activity has been reported at the asylum, including disembodied voices, doors slamming, footsteps, and full-body apparitions. There are stories of shadow people, ghostly touches, and numerous EVP recordings. If there is any place that can be said to, quote, look haunted, Rolling Hills certainly fits that bill. The older four-story brick structure with its broken windows and pockmarked slate roof has the appearance of the classic institutions of a bygone era. The adjoining newer facility behind it has the stark unwelcoming look of an abandoned hospital. Mediums and ghost hunting professionals alike have cataloged hundreds of personalities and located portals to alternate dimensions within its walls. So obviously we're going on a field trip. Oh, for sure. <laughs> for sure. So, Arch, did you come across any of the paranormal tidbits when you were doing your history part? Well, fortunately for me, the websites that I get my information from don't include that. Oh, good. So you can do your thing unimpeded. Okay, good. Because sometimes... The, sometimes you tend to find history that's blended with like reports of the paranormal. And I'm like, did he come across some of these? Because some of them are so good that I want them all to myself. I don't want to share them with you. I want to drop the shock on you. (laughs) I know. I, I try to keep my part specifically to the history. Okay. So, okay. Some of the hot spots here at Rolling Hills Asylum. The first one I want to talk about is Roy's room. So the person that wrote this article said that on the day that they visited, the owner, Sharon Coyle, um, had told them that um, they were actually visiting on the 123rd birthday of a former patient by the name of Roy. And that all of the Rolling Hills Asylum volunteers were actually going to be gathering later that night in what was known to be his room when he was living there uh, for a celebration. So Roy Krause was a seven foot tall or now he is a seven foot tall shadow man. Um, And he's apparently very popular. He's everybody's favorite apparition at the asylum. Um, He probably had gigantism caused by a tumor in the pituitary glands, which messes with the growth hormones. Um, So he was actually the son of a very prominent banker in New York and his parents sent him to live at the asylum because his family considered him an embarrassment. So he was brought to the asylum when he was 12 years old and he lived there until he died there at the age of 62. He loved opera music and he was actually known in the asylum as a kind and gentle hearted man. The owner, Sharon always tells about a story, a story about, when she had first purchased the asylum, she ran into a rat in the infirmary of it, of the asylum, which I, I'm afraid that's going to happen to me on an investigation one day. And I might scream and throw up. Um, Stay tuned. Uh, (laughs) We can only hope. Basically. Yeah. Anyway. So she tells about running into a rat in the infirmary about two months after she purchased Rolling Hills. Obviously, terrified by it, she screamed and she ran out of the room. 
Um, the very next day, she found the rat dead on the stairs, blood oozing from its mouth as if its neck had been broken. On the wall above the rat was a giant bloody handprint. And she believes that the ghost of Roy witnessed her distress and killed the rat for her. I love the story. It's super creepy. It's super gross. It's all the things that are horrifying that I cannot get enough of in these in these stories. <laughs> Meanwhile, Archie looks like Grumpy Cat, and Laura's like, I call bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. I'm like, I guess thinking that a ghost did it for you is way better than thinking that there's an actual real person walking around snapping the rat, like, mm-hmm. necks of rats, and then in their blood putting your handprints above it. Uh, to claim your handiwork, um, I would rather it be a fucking ghost too. A thousand percent. Yeah. A thousand percent. I would too. Um, so that is the ghost of Roy, he, who apparently is a very popular shadow person at the asylum. The next room that gets a lot of play is Hattie's room. And it is on the first floor of the East Wing. Apparently, um, the owner, Sharon, had left a tape recorder running in the room, and she caught the distinct voice of an elderly woman. So, Laura, I'm guessing about our age, about 43, 44? Yeah, according to Zane, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to all seven-year-olds, elderly women yeah. such as us. Um, <laughs> it's hard because we're from the 1900s. He's not sure. I mean, it's just amazing we live this long with all the dysentery. It is. It's hard. Life is hard in the covered wagons. People don't know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Zane, I know you'll listen to this in the future, and no, we will never let this shit go. <laughs> when you talk to me about being from the 1900s and then ask me if I'm elderly, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. I'm holding a fucking grudge. <laughs> Guess what else we used to love to do in the 1900s? Beat a dead horse. <laughs> <laughs> So um, there, she caught the distinct voice of an elderly woman calling out hello. Um, m- many people believe that it, it, this is the voice of a former patient of the nursing home named Hattie who was blind and used to call out hello to get the attention of the nurses. A um, number of people have caught the same voice on their EVP recorders over several years. Um, and... Sharon, the owner, played this EVP that she had caught for a former employee who was shocked and confirmed that it was the voice of this woman named Hattie that had lived there. So that I love. That's a little bit more believable than the giant handprint, but. (laughs) I agree. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of adorable. Yeah, I think so. Apparently, other folks at the asylum were not as nice because of course it was an asylum and you know that it wasn't, it was probably overstaffed. It was certainly overcrowded. There wasn't a lot of oversight. You know what I mean? Like all these asylums have the same fucking story. So there was a nurse named Emmy who was known for her absolute cruelty. Um, Now Arch, this is where I kind of take it down a notch in my asylum speak. Um, but this is a different one. This is a different twist. Okay. In an old snake. So this nurse, Emmy, was feared by the patients and the staff and was even rumored to have performed satanic rituals and black magic on the residents. 
That's a new one. Mm, yeah. That doesn't mean it, that didn't happen. So immediately no, wipe I'm, off your skeptic face. That no, doesn't mean it didn't happen. I'm, I'm going to say have your salt shakers at the ready. I mean, if you're going to perform black magic, like, where else are you going to do it besides an asylum, really? Like, where nobody's going to believe what you're doing. Yeah, nobody's going to believe well, and, reports of what you're doing. Yeah, and definitely yeah. where nobody's going to see what you're doing. Yeah, I mean, that stems from any kind of abuse when you go after disenfranchised people, too, right? Like, right. So much easier to take advantage of. Right, right. True. Um, so, reports have circulated that Nurse Emmy still walks the halls of Rolling Hills as visitors hear a cackle like laugh coming from the infirmary today. There have been other reports of cruelty from staff members. But residents of the asylum did their best in sticking together and protecting each other. And it appears that their spirits are still doing the same thing from this particular spirit as well. And that actually does remind me of um, Trans Allegheny and that one, um, that one patient who was um, development, developmentally disabled. Arch, do you remember this? Mm-hmm. Oh, and yeah. they put him in the cell with the criminally insane men who with killed him. Post. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that yeah. kind of reminds me of this. Uh, yeah. And I guess they still do that. They still put, stick together and protect each other from this, I don't know, you know, real life nurse ratchet today. So there is on the second floor of the East Wing in the old men's dormitory, there's a corridor that's referred to as the shadow hallway. And in all of my searches and all of the, the information that I gathered, a lot, most of the activity seems to happen here. And I kind of can't wait to investigate it because it sounds to me like there isn't ever a disappointing moment in this hallway. So the owner says, this is where we see a lot of shadow people. When you look down toward the infirmary section, you start to see shadow people. And they could look like you and I, solid. They could be like gray, medium gray, dark gray, or pitch black like your own shadow on the sidewalk. And I think I said something similar to it. Was it, Laura, was that in the um, behind the scenes? Yeah, no, 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 yeah, we were talking about it, uh, I think at the... At the jail? No, at the hospital. Yeah. Remember? Yeah, because like after after the whole um, event was done and you there were pictures taken and stuff and then yes. everybody saw afterwards, right? That the uh that the shadow, yeah. shadow people, yeah. Yeah, the one down the one that went down the hall. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So um she goes on to say that they could be, you know, human shaped or sort of a an anamorphous shaped. They come in and out of doorways. They walk across the hall. Sometimes they'll poke an arm or a leg out. This arch, you know, you're. What? Sometimes they crawl on the floor. And that can be creepy, especially if you're sitting on the floor during an investigation and one is coming at you. Mm -mm. No, no, no. Did that happened to you? No, it didn't happen to me. I hope it never does. I don't like. A crawling shadow on the floor? Mm -mm. In a haunted? No. Are you going to look for that next time? No. <laughs> she doesn't want to know. Probably She's just going to watch out for the rats. I'm literally going to throw Laura at it. 
<laughs> is exactly what I'm going to do. Yeah, I don't you know? think that this is fair. <laughs> I, don't think you, I don't think you I signed think, up I for did. fair. <laughs> well, I didn't ask for this. <sighs> Good God. Okay, all right, I'm going to throw Chelsea at it. It's fine. Sounds much more reasonable. I'm pretty sure she would like that. Okay. If I throw her at a crawling shadow on the floor? She would like to be thrown at a crawling shadow on the floor. She's single. <laughs> She's nodding her head in agreement. She's like, I'm down. Well, uh, I can't, I can't fault that. <laughs> you know, you know, I'm, I'm hard up too. the three of right. us, but I, I can still fault all of that. No. Mm-mm. Yeah. Where you can get it these days. I'm, I'm not getting I, any younger. <laughs> We're from the 1900s. <laughs> get it. <laughs> you, if the covered wagons are rocking. If you. <laughs> The shadows come a knocking. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, yeah, no, I don't like because the um, there's a number of places that have like crab walking apparitions or like shadows. No, Mm-mm. what the fuck is wrong with you? Stand up and walk like a normal human ghost. Why you got a crab walk and be all creepy? One, there was another one in one of the other assignments that we did that like crawled along the feeling or something mm-hmm, that's oh it, super crazy mm-hmm, yeah no mm-mm. no sorry chelsea we can we can do better honey you and me we can do better <laughs> um the morgue now this is where i would like to spend some time next to the embalming table there are two large walk-in refrigerators with heavy latching doors obviously their original purpose was for cold storage of human corpses Apparently, this place is still rife with supernatural activity, uh, known for ghostly voices and things being moved about by unseen forces, and people have even been shoved and knocked off their feet on the floor here. Well, that's rude. I dare it. I don't know why. I just mm. do. No, no, no. No? Do- <laughs> I'm with her. Let's go. All right. I'll be Zach Bagans and Laura can be Aaron and I'll shove her in the morgue and be like, let me know if they push you. <laughs> Slam the door shut. Oh my God. I'm totally okay with that. By the way. Okay. She's fine with that. Um, <laughs> my mom was like, that's not nice. <laughs> Thanks, Nancy. <laughs> Someone's defending you. Somebody mm-hmm. has to in this joint. Okay. So, Now, the graveyard is that even the very land around Rolling Hills is said to be haunted because it is, in fact, hallowed ground. Um, The county would bury those who had no family, and records indicate that there once was a cemetery located on the property, but its exact location is no longer known. Like Archie said, you know, the the stones have kind of eroded away, grass and foliage, like nature's kind of reclaimed that part of the land, right? Yep. Okay. So... No one was actually around to care for those who had so long ago been forgotten. And there's actually no cemetery register or plot map, like Archie mentioned, ever discovered. However, EVPs, shadow figures, faint touches on shoulders and arms have been experienced in what was known to be that cemetery. Oh, like in the grounds. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay. Major creeps. Um there is a legend that I am immediately going to agree with you guys. You're both going to call it bullshit. 
And I completely agree, but I do love it because it does make me think of a certain love of my life named Michael Myers. Legend says that Jack Banyan was committed to the asylum on Halloween night in 1943. He escaped exactly 30 years later on October 31st, 1973. He left behind a note on the wall written in blood, you're all going to pay. And he was never seen again. That I thought was hella creepy, but I also think that it's more, so the, the, um, Asylum Arch, I don't know if you found out, that, like, read this, but the Asylum actually does a haunted attraction at Halloween. Mm-hmm. Of course. And of course they do. Um, which I kind of think Phelps should do. Don't you think Phelps Dodge Hospital should do, like, a haunted Halloween attraction? No. I do. It's I do. fucking nowhere. Uh, don't you think there are idiots like me that would drive to Ajo to go to a crazy haunted house? Well, in a haunted hospital, you already do, and it's not Halloween. Yeah, (laughs) you don't really need an invitation. (laughs) You moved to fucking North Carolina (laughs) because there's way more haunted shit out here. The fan base is gone. They may as well close down Arizona. Aw, thank you. Okay. Anyway. I, I think that they, they kind of play that legend up, but I really liked the idea. And I was like, that sounds like Michael Myers. Anyway, um, the uh, some other occurrences that have been known to happen is apparitions or spirits will touch you or come up to you, or you'll smell things like lemon cookies and chocolate cakes. But there's oh, obviously yeah. nothing like that around because it's an abandoned asylum. But you'll have that smell of... Well, that's not terrible. That's not well, terrible. It's normally like weird shit or lavender all the time. So. <laughs> it's kind of nice. And it's like, yes, some baked goods. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah, I'm there for that. Like, but then there's nothing there. In, is it just people vaping? Because you know right. how fucking annoying right. that is? Like, My favorite meme like, <laughs> is like, I thought I was going to get buttered popcorn and I ran around the corner. It was just Brad and his cloud of lies. <laughs> Basically. This is some fucking asshole. Right. Chocolate right. cake. You're like, God right. damn it. What was it at Winchester Mystery House? You'll smell like cooking soup or freshly baked bread. And when Archie and I got to the kitchens, I was like... I don't smell super bright to you. He was like, I don't smell that either. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are just hungry. Like, we're yeah. fucking lunch. We're kind of hungry. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> so, um, <laughs> during a recent visit to Rolling Hills, um, a group of folks had something uniquely strange happen and something which might be hard to explain. Um, the owner was taking a group of people <clears throat> through the hospital and the door to her right was dead bolted and it opened and they heard footsteps come out of the door. Um, apparently things like this happen all the time. She ta- she chalks it up to old friends making their presence known. Um, she believes that everybody has the ability to see, feel and sense spirits it's whether you're or not you're open to it. Now, my question, Arch, is the door was dead bolted, but it opened. So maybe she thought it was dead bolted or mm-hmm. was it a hallucination or was it because she wa- they watched the door open? 
It could be any number of things. Because venturesome. I mean, human people are stupid at best. When you're supposed to latch a door, you completely forget. <clears throat> like at work. Is for this me, your judgy OCD coming out or maybe? <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, explain that for me. Well, uh, for instance, at work, the door to where I am, the automatic closer was broken in some way. So it looked like it was going to fall and damage people. So we had it removed. And also, since the air conditioning was broken in my area, the door would like close but not latch. So I had to put on put up signs that said, please make sure the door closes completely. And then the air conditioning was finally fixed like six hours later. My God, this is boring. I know. I live it. Welcome to my world. But so, the door, back to the door. Back to the door. Now that the air conditioning is working, the door forces itself closed shut. It's... Okay, but that's an, uh, an actual functional occupied office building this is an old abandoned asylum okay well then how could you explain like a door everything i just said (laughs) okay but no i mean like but still like how would you explain okay obviously somebody thought the door was deadbolted that's easy enough to explain they thought it was deadbolted but it wasn't but it was still shut and like, you know, shut, like a shut door. It's still opened and they heard footsteps walk out of it. How, that's, that's not easy. That's not as easily explained. Right. Or, right. I mean, abandoned places are usually. But I mean, there's also critters and all kinds of stuff. Like raccoons are super clever, can open doors and do all kinds of stuff. And then. You would hear walk. There's, I mean, there's a million explanations, I think, but that's, you know, maybe a little bit too vague because, like you said, there people break into abandoned buildings all the time and do weird stuff and teenagers and people go tag. And then you also have like the, if there's not a lot of upkeep, there's all the rodents and stuff. And then there's people like Carrie, you know, I mean, there's just stuff. There's, I mean, we'll there's, just there's break everything. in and like, yeah, we'll just do whatever we have to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We have to have their EVP. <laughs> you know, when I haunt your asses, you're going to believe in ghosts. I swear to God. <laughs> Fucking mission. Um, <laughs> so anyway, she does. And I agree with her. Like, I think everybody has the ability. It's whether or not you're open to it. Um, the flip side of that on the skeptical side, like I think if you, you know, if you really want to believe your your mind and your hope of seeing a ghost will, the mind is a really amazingly powerful thing. And if you really, really want to see it, your mind will somehow manufacture it. I get that. Right. We're going to have things happen and it depends on the context you're putting it in. Right. The power of suggestion right, exactly. is super hard. So. Um, on another uh, article that I read, they had gone on a four-hour ghost hunt. And um, as you know, they do, they start out with an orientation and an overview of the history of Rolling Hills. 
Um, <laughs> this person says, while we were sitting around a long table signing the consent forms, you guys have been there, you know how that goes, um, mm. the sound of a young girl's voice could be heard behind us. She says, I looked over at my friend who was sitting right behind me, and by the look on her face, I could tell that she heard the same sound. So I love the idea, like that, just that visual of somebody that's like, oh, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) It's already started, and we've only signed our consent forms. Yeah. So... (laughs) I guess the friend decided to ask the tour guide if the room that they were in had reports of supernatural activity. And he said that there was, but also that the ward directly above them was one of the busiest rooms in the building. So at that point, her and her friend were convinced that they had just had their first encounter on the tour, which you guys have been on paranormal investigations. You've been on these paranormal Mm -hmm. tours before. So to have activity like right out of the gate, neither one of you did, if if I remember correctly. No, right? no, no, no. But if you had, you'd probably have that expectation. It's like, it's going to happen all fucking night. It's going to be great. It's going to be amazing. Unfortunately, these girls, that was like their only interaction. And that's how it can be. That's how it can be. You guys both had no interactions the entire time. But when I got back and I listened to the recordings you captured, you both had EVPs that you didn't even know you caught. Yeah, wasn't there something in one of the pictures? Yes, the pictures um, that you had taken in the lab. There was a yeah. shadow. There was a shadow behind Rachel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That wasn't there. Um, that I was like, did you did you see did you see the shadow of? And she was Laura was like, I didn't. And I'm like, there <laughs> like, it's a series of frames, and in just the one frame is the shadow, and it's not her shadow. No, because the light, because the flash was going the other way. Right. It was like to the side, like not in a way that there was light. Right? Would be a natural shadow. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she's like, I'm not going to tell her that. <laughs> <laughs> and nobody, nobody needs to know that. There was nobody needs to know it. that. It's totally, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, it's, it's, it's creepy. It, it's creepy in the best way. So. <clears throat> They started to do some EVP work, and while they were waiting for a response, they did catch a flash of light in one rooms in the hallway across in like a, in the room across the hallway. So when they went into the room, they found nothing that would have actually caused the flash. At the same time, one of their friends had her voice recorder running, and curious about the possible encounter. She played it back around the time then they were like where they were like, hey, there's that flash. Let's go check it out. And they had captured a male voice saying, I don't like you. Mm-hmm. That they didn't hear. That's very unnerving to know. I mean, and Archie, you can you can attest to this. That's okay. kind of creepy. Fuck you. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> kind of, yeah. But also it was like you were all kind of creeped out by the fact that there was somebody in there with you watching you. That when you then when you left, they decided to be like, thank you for leaving kind of a thing. Like it's creepy. Well, the after effect is it it, it, it it just it's it can't be accurately described, I don't believe. So yeah, to hear an EVP that says I don't like you, mm-mm, not great. Don't love it. Um 
So I guess then the tour guide turned their attention to the doors of the solarium at the end of the hall. And it was, this room was said to be a hotspot for activity. The tour guide kind of paced a flashlight toward the door and told them to wait patiently. Eventually they saw what looked like the outline of a head, just a head apparently, walking back and forth behind the door. Don't love that either. Where's the rest of your body? Arch, you know how I feel about just the ghostly body parts? I just, yeah. I don't love it. I think we uh, talk about it every week and every single time you're like, mm, no, this is no, body parts. No. no. Ew. No. Arch, Feet, no. Yeah. no. Arms, no. Hey. Torso, no. Don't love it. Mm-mm, I don't want any of it. Right? If you can't manifest your whole entire body, then just don't manifest at all. <laughs> <laughs> don't be a quitter. Don't be a quitter. Fucking, you can do this. I have, yeah, I have faith. You can do all of it. So Nurse Emmy's room, which was like the Nurse Ratched character I talked about a minute ago, this room, her room was another one of the most notable rooms in the haunted asylum that they visited. She was hated, again, by both the residents and other staff members. Um, again, this article mentions how the, most people believe this woman was involved in the dark arts. Um, <laughs> while they were in the area, the, the author's friends claim that they heard the loud scream of a woman. There is believed to be a screaming woman that wanders the hall and has been heard by heard many times in the past, but I don't necessarily think that this is the same woman. So now there's also the doctor's office. Apparently the same person in this group took a bunch of pictures and after they got home, they searched through the photos, um, There was one image that stood out to this person. Both images are of the same doorway within a few seconds of each other. The first image appears to have a shadow popping out from behind the door. The second is the same doorway with no shadow. Maybe it was just a coincidence, but I will let you decide. And I'm going to send you guys this picture right now into the group chat. Okay, so first I'm going to send you the picture, the second picture they actually took, which is of the same hallway and the same doorway. So just take a look at it and, you know, tell me what you see and think. Also, I didn't mean to send the thumbs up. Just so you guys can get an idea of, like, the doorway that we're talking about. So are we looking for stuff in this picture? Mm-mm. No, we're just seeing the doorway. Yeah, this is exactly the same spot. And a few seconds before this, they took this picture. Oh, that's pretty good. Oh. Yeah, you can definitely see like a person. It almost looks like, remember when we used to use film? <laughs> you would get something that was overexposed. Right. That's kind of, that's. That's what it looks like. It's like a over like a person standing there, but they're overexposed, right? Right, right. But it almost I'm all back in the nineteen hundreds when we used film. Oh yeah. Back when we would have to sit for like five hours because it took that long to take a picture and so nobody smiled because like who's gonna hold a smile for five hours? Nobody can do that. Yeah. There's definitely a shadow something there. I just don't know. I don't know what it is. We'll put it up on our social media. We would definitely give credit to the author. It's the author of the um, uh, navigationjunkie.blog. So we'll definitely give credit to them. Um, But yeah, I just kind of wanted you guys to take a look at that and see, you know, 
what do you think? Arch, do you, what do you see when you look at it? I, I, I do see, I do see the shadow. Yeah. So another investigation um, captured a plethora of crazy shit. Um, so Rolling Hills, as with most of these locations, have resident paranormal investigators. So this particular one for Rolling Hills, her name is Susie. She relates this experience that she had back in September of 2007. She says, while carrying out a public ghost hunt, we had a gentleman with us that was filming a documentary about the building. He wanted to perform an experiment in one of the rooms. The room he chose was in the basement, popularly known as the Christmas room. I I don't know why you would put a room like that in the basement, but okay. Basically, the experiment involved sitting in the room with no lights or equipment on. The only light we would use was a pink glow stick in the middle of a circle of people. They say we also placed a small ball and a toddler-sized rocking horse in the circle. Um, The gentleman that was conducting the experiment requested that only I talk and try to make contact with the spirits. The more I talked, the more strange occurrences began to happen. The glow stick started to move back and forth, and the rocking horse began to slowly rock. A few of the guests in the room, including myself, saw a hand and arm come out of nowhere and reach for the ball in the circle and then just vanish. So they go on to write that the Christmas room is suitably named as it is permanently decorated for Christmas, including a Christmas tree. I really have to see this room because I already love it. Um, In the Christmas room, toys are often moved from where they were left as though someone had been playing with them. Visitors and staff also report seeing the apparitions of children in this room and orbs often show up in the photographs taken here. Apparently, female visitors are told to be careful when entering the smoking room, which is near to the Christmas room, as there have been reports by female guests and visitors of a present, wait, by female guests and visitors? What is one a guest and one is just a visitor? And how did that work? I don't know. (laughs) I don't have an answer for that. So there have been reports by female guests of a presence that grabs... (laughs) Women's breasts. So they're grabbing boobies, huh? They're grabbing boobies, yeah. Hmm. Are they sure? What kind of ghost is this? Is it like that? Or (laughs) Or is it it like like in Tokyo? Or is it like... (laughs) (laughs) What's happening? So... On the second floor of the East Wing, the sound of footsteps and sighting can be heard coming from above. But... Like the Stanley Hotel Arch, there is no third floor in this place. The ghost of an unknown man with a goatee beard and mustache has been seen walking the corridors of the east corridors of the east wing. So guess who wants to go there now? Well, it's me, obviously. Obviously, clearly. clearly. <laughs> Arch and I are we're never backpacks. Like right. they're touching boobs and I got and you know. And they've got goatees and mustachioed mustachioed men. We got shit to do. Right? There's so many places we have to haunt. (laughs) Apparently in the west wing of this building, music has been heard coming from the empty music room. Upon investigation, of course, the room is always empty. Um, I think that's a charming haunt. I think if somebody is going to haunt, 
Be melodic, play some music. I like it. Don't crab walk on the floor like a creepy goddamn shadow idiot. Oh, well, no, crab walking is frowned upon. Yes. But just playing my jam. is awesome. <laughs> exactly. Arch gets it. So, <laughs> he snort, laugh, bingo, square. God damn it. Margaret, Christy, mark that off if you haven't already. <laughs> so here are some other experiences that people have had. Now, in this one, her telling is a little convoluted, but I really like, I picked the best ones um, that I could find. So in 1998, okay, sorry, she writes, quote, in 1998, my fiance, now husband, had an herb shop called The Raven's Nest in the room across from what was a little restaurant. I guess there's shops in this asylum? Or did Arch, did you come across anything that said anything about this? I didn't come across anything. Okay, so maybe it was like a little shop across the street. Anyway, a young boy, a grandson of one of her patrons offered to take them. I guess it is up in the building. I don't know. Bottom line, she and her husband followed a young child upstairs into the haunted asylum. Well, that sounds crazy. <laughs> I agree. I was like, all of this is already starting off bad, so you're not going to have a great time. But <laughs> she says she talks about how she told the child about noises she was hearing and that she kept seeing a woman in old fashioned nurse's uniform walking past the door. She said, quote, when I would look down the hall, she would be gone, but you could hear her shoes squeaking, which I can't stand that noise either. Um, <laughs> she goes on. I am probably like with through this podcast, I'm realizing what a crotchety old fuck I am. I don't like Canada. <laughs> I don't like Will Ferrell. Don't look at me when I sleep. Don't crab walk. Don't wear squeaky shoes. Like, I am a crotchety old bitch. Right? I hate lavender. I don't like this. Like, you are kind of whiny. I am so whiny, right? I fuck For somebody that chases these ghosts all about, you don't fucking like anything about them. Well, no, I don't like the crab walkers. Those are creepy. I also hate rich, snarky lesbians. Those bitches could go fuck themselves. <laughs> Good thing there's none of those here. <laughs> I hate you. Okay. Um, <laughs> Uh, he snorted. See, our, Laura, you're bringing the snort laughs. I love it. I love it. I hope Chelsea can bring them because when I fire you, she's going to have to bring the snort laughs. Right. I'll let Chelsea know. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, it's uh. a high bar. She's going to have to meet it. Right. So she goes on to say when we went upstairs and the owner said, take. Okay. So we, she's. Get your shit together, Carrie. Words are hard. <laughs> I regret everything. She goes on to say, we went upstairs and the owners had taken all the doors off and laid them inside the rooms. She says, my husband and the boy, I cannot remember his name, but we're, they were walking beside me. And I was like, um, you took a random child whose name you don't know into a haunted asylum. So she's like, I can't remember his name. They were walking beside me. I have been psychic since I fell six feet onto concrete, splitting my head open. I was hearing low murmuring. As we walked past the rooms, one at a time, you could hear the doors slam shut. 
The boys were walking very fast at this point, but I saw movement from the corner of my eye. I stopped in front of one room and saw an old metal tub with a high back, an elderly man sitting there in streaming hot water, eyes closed, and skin bright red. The woman in white that I had been seeing was leaning over him with a strange smile on her face. Everything happened very fast. The vision was gone, replaced by a room with rubble on the floor. I never saw the woman in front of our shop again. I did always hear murmuring, squeaking of wheelchairs, and children laughing. I seem to draw spirits to me if they to me if they are around. Maybe because I know maybe because they know I can hear them. It is good to know that this building and its history will be well taken care of. I am sure the spirits will be a bit happier. Well, some of them. I have more things to tell about experiences there, but that is it for next time. And the only thing I'm going to say is, she doesn't sound incredibly credible. It just seems a little bit all over the place. Maybe a little, like, okay, maybe a lot all over the place. But I do know people that have this ability and they um, they maybe don't want to have the ability. They don't like to have the ability and they do anything to kind of like squelch, if that's a good word. Mm-hmm. So like kind of get away from it. To kind of get away from it. Um <clears throat> that ability or kind to kind of shut that din out. Mm -hmm. Um, So I don't know. I mean, I I believe in it. I I think that there are people that have, have um, said and seen and done or heard things that, you know, the average person doesn't that like, that has actually made a, an, a real skeptic kind of pause and be like, I don't have an explanation for that. Um, So I think that this individual is one of those people. Um, The next story is written by Mike, who is a investigator with the New Jersey Paranormal Research um, Group. It's just New Jersey Paranormal Research. I added group. Sorry. Sorry, Mike. I'm sure you're listening. Um, He writes, quote, we weren't, we had just gone up, the stairs by the office and started looking in rooms for a digital recorder that we left when we caught this loud, please stay in your room. And then it's nothing. We didn't hear these things when we recorded them on playback. The next one um, that I am going to talk about is um, a gentleman named Kurt Philippiak. Kurt Philippiak wrote in that on May 22nd, 2010, Um, he himself and two friends named Bobby and Tommy were in the Christmas room doing EVPs when we (laughs) came across this EVP upon review, which they believe says kill them. Well, that's not fun. (laughs) That's not, that's not an EVP you want to find upon review, especially when you didn't hear it when it happened. Um, (laughs) Archie's like, I don't like it. I think I might. Well, this is a hard frown. It's a hard frown. It's a grumpy cat frown. I love it. Mm. Mm-hmm. He did say that later on, he was in, like, he went back a month later. He was in the Christmas room in the basement 
where he was using the K2 meter and the digital recorder, just asking random questions. He was getting some answers, such as some bangs and little noises here and there. But what he caught on his digital recorder, he cannot explain. It really sounds like a small male child repeating what he had just said. He was the only male in the room at this time, let alone in the entire basement area. So he says, you hear me say, oh, thank you. Because after asking for a noise, they actually got a response. So then he said, oh, thank you. And then he heard this little small child, extremely clear, said, oh, thank you. So kind of mimicking him. I don't know. I think that's, weird. Yeah, that's super weird. Um, Frankie Porcaro of the Adirondack Ghost Hunter Society said that, quote, my team members and I were in the shock therapy room and we caught the organ in the upstairs playing two notes on our EVP recorder over and over. It is one of the best EV- EVPs I have ever caught. Probably a good EVP, but very annoying to listen to. But could they hear it or they just caught it on the EVP? It sounds like they just caught it on the EVP. They right? just caught it on EVP. Yeah. yeah. Um, the other person says, I just want to say that yesterday around August, yesterday, August 3rd, 2010, we stopped by Rolling Hills Asylum to inquire about a tour. We drove around the building and we were greeted by the new owner in the back of the building. As I was talking to her, I heard from my car yet and what sounded like grunting noises. At the same time, my friend heard a woman screaming. So there is, and this was from Joyce Selepak. So there was a car, a woman screaming, and what? Uh, grunting noises. I think I can explain that. The last one I want to talk about is um, written by a lovely individual by the name of Carrie. Spelled the same way. Yes. Carrie. Uh, it's me it's not me Um, she is the co-founder and the lead investigator of CPEAR and they did investigate Rolling Hills Asylum now Carrie talks about a lot of different things that that she experienced it's it's very like it's a page and a half worth of stuff that she talks about I'm gonna hit the high points so she does go on to say that um, they captured a lot of photographs that had orbs in them. The facility is very old, she says, and there is a lot of dust within the building. Um, However, orbs, I've learned, orbs have a different um, look to them than dust. It's almost, Arch, do you remember Skinwalker Ranch where they would find those like almost fluid-filled balls of light? That's what an, a genuine orb looks like. It's you can tell like what kind of a, a thing in the camera is dust by the way it moves. If it moves like it's floating on breeze, it's probably dust particle. But yeah. orbs, but if you do, can, if you can tap it and it undulates, mm-hmm. it's a thing. Yes, whereas orbs. In the center of them, they do tend to have that like fluidity that Skinwalker Ranch mm-hmm. orbs have. Um, so it's it's different, and, that, and apparently that's what they have caught in this dust-filled abandoned asylum. Um, I feel like that's one of the best places you can go to 
take pictures and learn about the differences in orbs. If you're going to go to an abandoned building that's loaded with dust, particularly one in Ajo, Arizona, which is basically, well, a dust bowl. <laughs> but if you can actually capture a real orb, that's a really great place to study that kind of that kind of thing. Apparently, abandoned asylums are as well. So she goes on to say that they had caught some EVPs with their digital audio recorders. Um, a lot of people that were whispering, a lot of like medical doctors, squeaking wheels, like just kind of hospital noise. Um <laughs> one EVP that they had got was um, an elderly lady from the 1900s yelling back to somebody, you go away. <laughs> Probably the equivalent of, you get off my lawn uh, for us. Uh, the only experience that she did have as far as personal, she had that cobweb feeling on her face. Ugh. I really should not have started with that. Given you two, no, um, not. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ, basically, kind of felt like you know what? I'm not even gonna forget it. It, it she felt forget it. <laughs> I, can't, I, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't get out of that. Um, not with you, Sam. Anyway, Go on. yeah, mm -hmm. they were sitting in the dark on one of the floors, and she felt a bug crawling up her leg. She was wearing jeans, but it was a very distinct, like, you know, you you know that feeling when you're wearing jeans and you feel like something is like crawling up your leg or touching your leg, even through denim. You guys know what Ew. that's like, right? Yeah. And the bug thing, I'd fucking be creeping, like way more than the ghosts. I would be uh -huh. screaming and running. Right. Freaking out. You're the worst butch ever, uh, apparently. Dude, for real. I hate like, yep, the bug something's on. I'm out. <laughs> You can take my die card. I'm not mm -hmm. fucking dealing with the roaches. This shit is not happening. Take the nope. flannel. I'm, I'm done. done. I'm done. Right? I tap out. I'm going to go put on a dress. Right. right. <laughs> Paint my nails, put makeup. I'm going to be a girl for Halloween all year round. <laughs> exactly. I'm done. Gotcha. <laughs> Somebody kill that. Yeah. So she thought that a spider was crawling up her up her leg. So she kind of freaked out and, and she kind of like scooted closer to her like investigation buddy which then scared him because he was like what it what 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 why are you why are you doing this um she was like there's something crawling on my leg please tell me it's not a spider and he was like there's nothing on your leg she's like i feel it moving up my leg he's like there's nothing on your leg and she took photos there's nothing on her leg there was no indent in her gene there was nothing to in there was no dust there was no spider web there was nothing on her calf to indicate something was crawling up her leg in that event guys if you feel that there's something touching you and nothing's touching you it's not your own hair it's not anything weird it's a ghost touching you and that's all i'm going to say about that um <laughs> better so than a bug it's better than a bug still better than a bug yeah 110 yeah, yeah. Yeah. Better. Do you agree, Arch, or no? Uh, no. God, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, <laughs> anywho. Yeah, anywho, 
that's what I've got on the Ghosts of Rolling Hills Asylum. There's a lot of them, you guys. There's a bunch. there, And it seems like when you go there to investigate, you're never disappointed, which I love. Um, eh, some <laughs> of them are a little harder to believe than others. Um, I do kind of love the, the story of Roy, who was... Yeah, the Roy one's good. The Roy one is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, he's sort of like Lily in Trans-Allegheny, like the child that had grown up there. And oh, yeah. the, all of the guys, the employees are very protective. Like, I really do love that. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah, for sure. So in my closing, I want to um, quote the owner, Sharon. She said, quote, it is the only home that a lot of these people ever knew. They felt attached to this place. Some of them lost their homes. They were widows. They were orphans. And they developed their own family and friends here. So I think a lot of people felt comfortable here. They didn't want to leave. So we treat our spirits like they really are breathing, living people. And I think that's probably the greatest kindness that that could be bestowed on these individuals. Um, we talk a lot about emotional trauma and um, kind of being embedded in the that very foundation of a location. And I, I think that asylums are the number one prime place. Hotels maybe being second, um, prisons being third. Uh, but yeah, I really, I really do think that if you, if you found any kind of enjoyment for whatever reason you didn't cross over and you're still stuck here, yeah, you're going to hang out. You know, yeah, in yeah, what yeah. you felt was home. So, mm-hmm. in my note before you go, it is located at 11001 Bethany Center Road in East Bethany, New York, zip code 14054. Uh, you can call them and inquire about, they have so many tours. They do a fabulous haunted house at Halloween. Um, Call them. You can leave a voicemail with your inquiry at 585-502-4066. And if you have questions, you have, you want, again, want to inquire about rates and things like that, you can email them at info at rollinghillsasylum.com. And that's what I've got, guys. Um, I really like this one because I feel, Arch, it was one of those more old school places that we've that we used to do that we didn't, we haven't really had a lot of um, personal experiences and, and investigative experiences in, in a while. And so I was really, I was really excited about this one. This is a good one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, this was good. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, Laura, what do you think? Haunted, like- not haunted, skeptic. Tell me, talk to me. Well, Lay it on me. Skeptical. There wasn't anything I thought that was like super overwhelming as far as the evidence that we saw. That picture is interesting, um, but mm. it is nice to that. It, this is most of what you talked about was from first-hand accounts as opposed to just kind of right. What Zach Bagan said on his show, which I purposely left out. I watched that Ghost Adventures episode today, <laughs> and I purposely left out all that crap. Yeah, so it's nice that it seems like it's yeah, normal investigators out there. Yeah. kind of doing their thing and talking about their experiences as opposed to, you know, like really publicized or um, published type articles, you know, trying to hype up the place. So it's interesting. Yeah. yeah. I like it. Arch, what about you? 
No, no, this was good. I mean, it harkened back to a lot of places we've covered before. It did, it did. Asylums are kind of hard because they've kind of got the same stuff, like the same pain, same, like, you're right. Well, and also, I mean, the fact that all of these places were trying to be self-sufficient. Yeah. And keeping all of their shit together, shifting their money away from other people trying to be self-sufficient. I thought that was really cool. I think so too. Like, I think the heart was like the intention was in the right place. It was in the right place. But it ended up taking it away from patient care. Yeah. Right. And then management got greedy. Yeah. Patient care kind of went out the window. Went out the window for sure. Anyway, yeah, that's it. That's that's Rolling Hills Asylum, guys. Let me know. Have you been there? Uh, do you want to go have there? there? <laughs> what? Have you stayed there? Were you there with us? Did we miss you in the hallway? Let us know. Um Anyway, that, that's all I've got. Uh, who wants to close us out and let the peeps know where they can find us? Oh, everybody don't okay. jump at once there. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, then I'll just do it. Mm-hmm. Guys, you can find us wherever you get your favorite podcasts. iHeart, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, uh, Radio.com. You can actually find us on our own website. All of our episodes are on our own website, H-O-A-H-Podcast.com. Uh, we are on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, the TikTok, all at H-O-A-H Podcast. And uh, join our Patreon. We've got conspiracy theories every month, creepy pastas, crazy shit that you have never heard of or you want to hear about again. Join us. We've got $2 and $5 donor levels. And Laura loves groupies. So, you know, if you want to meet Laura, (laughs) come on over. (laughs) I will hook you up. The other thing we really want to encourage you guys to do, please, 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 rate, review, and subscribe. That helps us um, be more easily found in searches. So we do want to hear your feedback. Let us know. What do you like? What do you not like? We will take all of it into consideration and we will make those changes. Or we will say, thanks for giving us a shot and not listen to a word you said. Um, (laughs) More likely. Yeah, more. that's happened to a couple of folks. That's happened to a couple of folks. Thanks for giving us a try. Bye-bye. <laughs> Take yeah. care, everybody. Take care. Anyway, <laughs> thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. Next week, a brand new location. And I think you're going to love it because it is on our investigation list. So, with that being said, as always, stay safe out there because you never know who or what is listening. All right. Bye, guys. Thanks so much. <laughs>